Okay, we are going through the New Testament in a year, and we are in the book of Acts, chapter 5. And here's where we end up. This is a rather strange chapter and a rather strange thing that's going on here. But one of the things that's going on is uh, the purity of the early church and keeping it pure. But what you find is right from the very beginning, the complaint that many people have when you tell them about Christ and tell them that you're a member of a church uh, is they say, well, hypocrites. Uh, well, what's a hypocrite? A hypocrite is a liar. A hypocrite is an actor. That's what the word means, actor. Uh, making believe you're something when you're not or causing people to believe something that maybe you're not, uh, a hypocrite. And so uh, we're going to find that in this chapter. We're going to find that God deals rather severely with it early on. Um, so, chapter 5. Now, there was a man named Ananias, together with his wife named Sapphira. They also sold a piece of property. So, in the previous chapter, it said this, uh, verse 36, Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, he sold a field that he owned, and he brought the money and he put it at the apostles' feet. So, he takes some of his possessions, and maybe uh, these were the last of his possessions. Maybe it was surplus. Uh, we don't know. Uh, but he took it and he laid it at the apostles' feet for them to do what they deemed best to do. Use it for gospel work, use it for the poor, use it for widows, um, use it for outreach, whatever they wanted to do with it. I guess whatever they decided together, the leadership, the government of that church, the early church. With his wife's full knowledge, so they got together and they did this, he kept, pack, he kept back part of the money for himself after selling a piece of land. And he brought the rest of it and he put it at the apostles' feet. Uh, fair enough. You know, he sold some property and he kept some of the money and brought some of the money to the apostles. Fair enough. Uh, it's his to do what he wants to do with. Great that he gave anything. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money that you received for the land? Well, um can do what he wants with uh, the land. He said, didn't it, didn't it belong to you before it was sold? Yes. After it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? Yes. You could do anything you wanted to do with it. What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied to human beings, but to God. So he's saying that Ananias could have done anything he wanted with that money. He sold the land. He didn't need to bring it to the church. He didn't need to lay it at the feet of the apostles. Do what he wants to do with it. Um, Whatever, buy a jet ski, uh, do whatever. But instead of um, doing what he wanted to do with it, he lied to give the appearance that he was taking all of the money from this land and that he was giving it to the church. Ah, he didn't have, he was not under obligation to do anything. But he lied and he deceived in order to make himself look better than he was in the eyes of everyone else really kind of following the lead here of Joseph the, the Levite from Cyprus. Also, Acts 2.42, a lot of people were doing similar things and giving, and they were using the money for the poor and for gospel expansion. When Ananias heard this, he fell down and he died. So the Lord cleanses the church in this particular situation, and great fear seized all of those who had heard about what happened. Right, so nobody else is going to do this. Nobody else is going to try to look like a big shot, like a big spiritual person. Uh, then some young men came forward, they wrapped up his body, and they carried him out, and they buried him. Well, sort of a 
They bury people right away. Um, about three hours later, his wife comes in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter asked her, tell me, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? And she said, yes, it is. That's the price. And Peter said, how could you conspire to test the Spirit of God? Listen, the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out also. At that moment, she fell down at his feet and died. And the young men came in and, finding her dead, carried her out and buried her next to her husband. Great fear seized the whole church when they heard about these events. I guess so. I guess so. You know, this kind of stuff has been creeping in the church since the early days, and it continues to creep into the church. And it's uh, it's at the place now where, um, let's just say it's epidemic, because it's happening all over the place, and it's happening with all kinds of leaders, and, you know, the church has just grown so much. And, um, but there's still the place for integrity in the church. There's still the place for... Um, you know, not letting people stand up in front of other people and, and making them think that there's something that they're not. Making them uh, deceiving people and giving them a platform to deceive people. So, Lord, give us wisdom. Give us discernment. Help us in these wicked days, Lord, in these days where, you know, this has become commonplace. Uh, give us a discernment to know um, what to do and how to do it. And, Lord, help us all to be honest and help us to be transparent and help us to not be hypocrites, we pray. So, Let's move on, see what happens. So the apostles, it says, performed many signs and wonders among the people. And all of the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. Now, this was early on. Eventually, they didn't meet there anymore. But they, all of these believers in Jerusalem, you know, 5,000 men. So, you know, with the women, 10,000, you know, with the children, you know, a couple of children, you know, we're really starting to up the ante here, you know, the, the number of people that are coming to Christ. No one dared join them. I guess not. I guess not. People didn't want to join them because, you know, I had heard what happened to Ananias and Sapphira. No one wanted to join them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. Now, I think this is important, that the Christians had a really good reputation in the marketplace. They had a really good reputation in the neighborhood. And, and we should have a really good reputation in the marketplace. We should have a good reputation in the neighborhood. We should be known as people that are fair, that are just, that care about people, that are good neighbors. Um, we shouldn't be, um, if people hate us because of Jesus, nothing you can do about that. They might kill you because of Jesus. But if, but if they don't like you because you're just a plain, miserable, awful person, then let's not be miserable and awful. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to the numbers. So they knew that the church had a purity um, level that was enforced by God. As a result, people brought the sick into the streets. They laid them in the beds and the mats that at least Peter's shadow might cast a, a fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered from the towns and from around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by impure spirits, and all of them were healed. Just absolutely amazing. And then it says in verse 17 that the high priest and all his associates who were members of the party of the Sadducees, they were filled with jealousy. Well, they've been filled with jealousy since the beginning. They were jealous about Jesus. That's what Pontius Pilate knew, that they were bringing Jesus to be crucified because of jealousy. They wanted the big crowns. Well, they arrested the apostles, put them in public jail. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. Go stand in the temple courts and tell the people about this new life. At daybreak, they entered the temple courts and did as they had been told. Wow, what a wild story as they had been told. And they began to teach the people. The teaching is so important. Um, you know, wherever you find Jesus and wherever you find these guys, 
you know, it eventually boils down to that, doesn't it? The, the teaching of the Word of God, teaching people about who God is, teaching people about who we are, you know, how we're supposed to be living, what we're supposed to be believing. When the high priest and his associates arrived, they called together the Sanhedrin, the full assembly of the elders of Israel, and sent to the jail for the apostles. Go get those guys. But on arriving at the jail, the officers didn't find him. So he went back and reported. They said, we found the jail securely locked with the guards standing at the doors. <clears throat> um, but when we opened them, we found no one inside. Wow, so this is some kind of miracle, right? They're passing right through bars. On hearing this report, the captain of the temple guard and the chief priests were at a loss, wondering what this might lead to. Then someone said, look, the men you just put in jail are standing in the temple courts teaching the people. At this, the captain went with the officers and brought, and brought the apostles. They did not use force because they feared the people um, would stone them. They feared the people would now turn on them. Uh, the apostles made him come in before the Sanhedrin to be questioned. They said, we gave you orders not to teach in his name. Now watch this. Yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. Wow, you have filled Jerusalem with this teaching. Peter and the other apostles said, We must obey God rather than human beings. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead, whom you killed, putting the responsibility on them again, so that they might come to Christ. They might recognize their guilt. Who you killed by hanging him on the cross. God exalted him to his own right hand, and he made him prince and savior, that he might bring Israel to repentance and forgive their sins. We're witnesses of these things, whom God has given to those who obey him. He gave the Holy Spirit to those who obey him. When they heard this, they were furious. They wanted to put them to death. But a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law, who was honored by all the people, stood up. And he ordered that these men be put out for a little while. And he addressed the Sanhedrin and he said, Men of Israel, Consider carefully what you intend to do to these men. Some time ago, Theodos appeared claiming to be somebody, and 400 men rallied around him. He was killed, and all his followers were dispersed, and it came to nothing. After him, there was another Galilean that led a, re a revolt. Verse 38, Therefore, in this present case, I advise you, leave these men alone. Let them go. For if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it's from God... You will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourself fighting against God and his speech persuaded them. And this thing has been going on ever since. It is of God and it is spreading and it will continue to spread. It will spread through you. It will spread through me. It will spread through our fellowship together. It will spread through us sharing these videos. It will spread through us sharing links. It will spread through us praying for people. This thing's going to spread all over. Hey, bless you guys. You are loved, you are loved, you are loved. Grace and mercy and peace to you. Love you guys. So, uh, book of Acts.